Okay. The One Best Podcast presents Two On, Two Out. Thank you for checking out the One Best Podcast. I'm your host, Andrew Karachi, alongside Eric Emerson. And this is the Two On, Two Out podcast where we talk baseball, football, any type of sport, and then a little Batman at the end. <laughs> I like it. That was good. That works. Yeah, I, it was almost like an intro. See, the whole goal is is to get like some kind of jingle in the beginning where I can do that introduction during the song, and then we can go right into the show. So we're getting there. I think this we is are. what episode episode four. This we is good. This now? is doubled. This is doubled from what we've done like all together before, <laughs> like in two right. years. <laughs> so in this episode, we're going to talk about the COVID situation with the Cardinals. Obviously, that being the team I follow the most. We'll talk some Astros, since that's Eric's team. And then we'll go over the uh, overall league, the playoff picture. I have that all written down. Or what it would look If the season ended today, what would it look like? Yes, and then, I saw that too. Be interesting. And then we'll go over a little NFL talk if we have time. And then we'll go straight into uh, our DC portion, which will be at the end of the show. So if I... Uh, some of you that aren't into comic books, don't worry. We're not going to throw that in the beginning. This will be mostly baseball, and then we'll do our DC stuff later. Uh, so with that, let's... I'm sorry. Uh, I'm just going to throw right in there and looking at those playoff seeds and how the Marlins are the second seed right now. Huh? Who saw that coming? We, we, will get it, we will definitely get into that, but it's also only that's only 10 games. So, I mean, like, anything can happen. No, no, so, I, think, funny, I think they beat Baltimore, like, seven team. times, so. <laughs> that's the thing. You know, like, some like oh, some of these teams get COVID, and it's just like, oh, we're going to play. Let's all play Baltimore. Let's just see who. <laughs> so, uh, the, so, you can find us on Spotify, iTunes, uh, app called PlayPod, Stitcher, and pretty much anything that supports a podcast, we are on it. Just search One Best Podcast. That is the name of the show. Two on Two Out is the branch that we're doing. Uh, with that, let's let's go right into it. So there's uh, three new Cardinals that just got named for COVID that are going to be out. Uh, Lane Thomas, Austin Dean, and Ryan Helsley. And, again, they just had uh, the entire series with Pittsburgh canceled. They had this series with Chicago over the weekend canceled. And then the, the doubleheader on Thursday against Detroit is now officially canceled. Uh, with that said, that means they're going to have to play 55 games in less than 40 days. Uh, yes. There, there's no way they're going to play 60 games this year, is there? No. No. And I heard about this earlier, and they were even talking about, like, just stuff I've heard, is that, if you got a team that doesn't play all 60 and you got another team that plays all 60 and they're really close, but the winning percentage is better, do they get in? You know, let's right. say the Cardinals go, I don't know, 26 and 24, you know, and then, you know, Milwaukee goes like, I think it was like 28 and 29 or something, or 29 right. and 28. Yeah. And like all of a sudden, like you reward St. Louis because they have a better winning percentage, but they played less games. So I guess what you could do is head to head. Since they all play each other within the same division, you probably True. could go like head to head against each other, and where it lies there. But again, I just I don't know. I, this is my solution, and I know, and I should be the commissioner of Major League Baseball. I've been saying that for years now. But um, <laughs> what <laughs> what I think they should do is why can't they just extend it? 
why can't they just say, okay, so the teams that have all these makeup games, the COVID situation, they're going to be played at the end of the season. We're going to push the postseason back a couple weeks and just take it from there. Obviously, they're doing this entire season by ear anyways. So why why have like 40 double headers, which is ridiculous, or 20 double headers or whatever they're going to plan on doing, that's just no team's going to be able to do that. And you can't disqualify, like, the other thing I was that I heard is that they might just disqualify the Cardinals altogether and just they'll play their games, but they're not going to matter because they're not going to be able to play enough games to qualify for the postseason. It's kind of not fair. You know, um, you That's, could you yes. could do your solution. You could do your solution if a this happens because you know on that playoffs list, list Detroit's on it, and I know it's ten games in. I get it, but what if Detroit actually plays mm-hmm. solid ball, right? right. You're gonna play well, some games in December, not December, but middle of November in Detroit. So it, you would, I agree, you play the rest of the games, push it out, but then there should be hubs like I talked about earlier, and they should be right. in locations where it's a little bit warmer. Yeah, exactly. for those hubs. You know, so sure. that that is a possibility for the players. I mean, so. they don't need to, say, get these all in in 40 days. They can add maybe a week and play a bunch of doubleheaders at the end of the season. Or at least mm-hmm. play the doubleheaders of the ones that matter. So yeah. if there's two teams that are out of it and they got to play, well, scrap that game. There's no reason to play that. True. I don't know if I'm feeling the – and it's probably because my team has been – you know, on the short end of this, right. is the extra innings start with a guy in second base? Because it seems like when Houston plays a couple extra inning games, they lose those. Because, you know, it's mostly our pitching. I'll just say our pitching sucks. Like, our, you know, our, our bullpen has been terrible. We've already made two trades. McCullers finally had a good start yesterday. But I'm watching a couple overtime, you know, extra inning games, and Houston loses to them. Boom, boom, done. Boom, boom, done. You know, they got swept by the A's, which obviously the A's are a really good team. And that you, you could look at them being the number one seed coming out of the American League because people portrayed them being really good. And, right. they, have, and they played well. And I, I I don't get they want to push these games fast. I don't think the 70s bother me as much. But, like, the second, you know, oh, on second base with no outs. I'm like, really? Come on. You know, we won't. Why don't you do like second base with one out or something or something? It, it just I don't know. Maybe it's just me, but it's probably because I'm you know just seeing like oh we lost another game because you know somebody was on second playing on the road and they but got you're a uh, but you're also a baseball purist and believe that like there's a guy at second base. How did he get there? How do you mark that in the scorebook? How does a guy go zero for three with three strikeouts and a run scored without getting on base? Like, how did he get on base? You know, uh, he get on, how did he get on second? Goes on second. Uh, yeah. yeah, right, which is stupid. That's, to yeah. me, that's stupid. But I understand, like, I was looking at it from a little bit of an open mind. So baseball, in my mind, is losing fans more and more each year. I feel that the average fan, I, I looked this up. So do you know what the, app, the medium age for the average baseball viewer on TV is? Mm-hmm. 62, which means n- young people are not watching the sport. And that, so 20 years from now, is baseball going to even be on TV or is it going to be kind of like what hockey was for a while? Or yeah, you can, point. it's going to be very hard to find a game. So 
Major League Baseball knows this, so they're trying to come up with ideas to get younger people back. And young people, they like the long ball. I think the old saying is chicks dig the long ball. That's why fans came back in the late 90s because of McGuire and Sosa. So home runs, a lot of people love home runs. Often. I mean, last year was a good point of it, too, because there's a lot of guys hitting bombs. Yep. Like 30, like 30 bomb guys were hitting 40 home runs. And the biggest last complaint year. that young people have is the game is too long and it's boring. Well, like, base, like I'm going to watch baseball regardless because I'm a hardcore mm-hmm. fan, and I don't consider it boring because, to me, I make time for things I enjoy. I enjoy watching baseball, so I don't care if it's a three-hour game. That doesn't bother me. But, like, for the average baseball viewer, to them, it's too long. So maybe going forward, maybe games should be seven innings. Maybe you should put a runner at second base to get the games over with. Like, just because there's so many games. Maybe you play less games. Maybe instead of 162, you play 100 games. I don't know. I, maybe, I like maybe the you, idea of mixing a lot up, though. Like, wet east and west. Yeah. You know, like, for instance, what were, like, what am I trying to say? I think, like, what I'm trying to say is, is, like, um, playoffs are by seed and not by conference, like, not by divisions and all that, and not by conferences. So, like, you could have a Boston and a New York World Series, Yankees. I know I sound crazy, but if you want to oh, make the wanna, game more you exciting. Mix, you want to mix leagues. In, I mean, like, you... I think I mean, the National League same, needs. Like, a, I think the National League needs a DH. I think that's obvious. I, it doesn't yeah. make any sense that they don't. I mean, they do this no. year, and it seems like it's working. But mm-hmm. it makes no sense that they don't because they're at such a disadvantage when they play against American League club because they don't carry nine hitters like the American League does. You'll see like Daniel Descalzo like DHing in the game. Like, there's no way a guy like Daniel Descalzo would be DHing in an American League lineup. There's no way. <laughs> <laughs> like I was looking at the Twins like when the Cardinals were playing the Twins a couple of year couple it seems like a couple of years ago but it was a couple of weeks ago and their designated hitter was like Miguel Sano or um these just power hitters that they got and I'm looking at the mm-hmm. Cardinals DH is Matt Carpenter and I'm like oh here we go Matt Carpenter is going to hit like 180 all year and that's our best hitter we can throw out there but like <laughs> it, it's it's embarrassing yeah. Like when they said they're going to bring in the DH for the National League, I was looking at the Cardinals lineup and I'm like, that's going to make our lineup worse because now we got to deal with an extra hitter and we don't have an extra hitter to throw in there. Yeah. We can no, barely put eight guys out there. Yeah. <laughs> like even the National League's designed to not build around a DH or have a DH in there, you know? Right. Because you're not going to pay, you know, uh, DH money to a guy who's only going to pinch hit. Like, yeah. you're not going to pay money to a Matt Stairs. That's a name drop right there. <laughs> Career <laughs> pinch hitter Matt totally. Stairs. Yeah. <laughs> or David Ross. <laughs> oh. Career backup catcher and pinch hitter. So, they're saying the earliest the Cardinals could possibly play is Friday, but now I'm hearing that the Chicago series is in jeopardy of getting postponed also. And now they're talking about uh, August 20th where they'll finally play a game. And by that point, the rest of the league has already played almost 20. Yeah. And they've only played five. 
do you think if they push it out longer, they just, you know, they'll have to take some teams and like, listen, they, this team can't, you know. I I I think so. But it's so hard Cause to... Because it's almost like you don't play them anymore because... Wouldn't that be something like, say the Brewers win the World Series this year, right? I, I don't think they will, but let's just say they do. And because the reason they win is because the team that's always been in their way just got disqualified. <laughs> Like if you look at the if you look at the Brewers history of trying to get to the World Series, like when they had the really good teams. Back in eighty two they lost the Cardinals. Back in two thousand eleven they lost the Cardinals. And then you could even argue last year they lost the division to the Cardinals, which might have changed things for them because they were looking really good last year. Yeah. It's true. I mean that could go on like any time this year, like what if you're in the you know, national championships series and the team that's in there gets COVID? Oh, oh. Right, exactly. Are you just going to disqualify them too? Or are you going to yeah. postpone the World Series? I don't. I don't know how their. I don't know what their plan is. Like they, don't, those hubs. they don't have like a plan. They, they don't hubs. have a plan. No, yeah. they just kind of go with it. If they can do those hubs, like I heard earlier, like you know, Los Angeles hub or like a St. Louis hub or you know, a Texas right hub or you get what I'm saying. So like they would shift. Like it would get less and less hubs and more playoff rounds. You know. So there's obviously going to be a couple of wild card rounds now. Which I'll be honest with you, I saw it. I'm like that's kind of exciting. Like to see more teams yeah. in the playoffs. You know. Like yeah. like Marlins are in there. Like I was saying, like Detroit. You know, like Nationals are in there again. I'll be honest. I kind well, of like kinda to like, see them in there again to see what they kind of do. You know, because kind of like teams. it's kind of like the NFL where you have that one random team. Because they got off to a hot start because it's only a 16 game season, like make yeah. the playoffs as a wild card team, like a Buffalo Bills or something like that, because they had a mm-hmm. soft schedule and they get in. It's exciting for that fan base because they get to watch a playoff game that they might not have yeah. seen for 10 years. And, and baseball, baseball is one of those situations. Like it just doesn't happen. No, baseball, but like the, a random the team, team doesn't team get in. Could get hot. But yeah, but True. that team could get hot at the end. And then all of a sudden you could see something like. This is weird. Marlins and, and the Tigers, you know? Right. The, the World Series, because they got hot in October. They play better in Marlins. cold weather. Who knows? Tigers. You know, I'm just what a shit World Series that would be. <laughs> what people say, that's asterisk, right? Yeah, that's what they would. Nobody would care. Exactly. So, like, this year, I kind of think, like, do you really crown this team, like, team this year? Because anything crazy could happen. Oh, we had it where, and this is honest. This is honestly what's going to happen because I didn't. I I really don't care about this here as much as others. I do, but I don't because if the Dodgers and Yankees aren't in that and they don't win it, it'll be everywhere. It didn't count because that's all everyone's kind of worried about. I feel like right now, you know, and and just let them go in and get a, you know, get their shot at each other and just get it over with. That's kind of like what I want to see. As dumb as it sounds. Get your 60 games out of the way. Let the Yankees and Dodgers battle it out. And then there you go. You find you, you two, you two crybabies finally got, you know, sorry, Yankee and Dodger fans, but I know you got cheated. So just go in there and get it done, I guess. So another thing that I saw uh, while I was looking at the news is uh, Marcus Stroman opted out, which I thought was uh, pretty, because he's with the Reds, right? Or is he with Toronto? No, I forget what team he's on. Yeah, you got is that it, in is he back in is he back in Toronto? Okay. Yeah, because he. Oh uh, no, 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 Mets. I apologize. He's with the Mets. You from he's Toronto. With the Mets. The That's Mets. right. The Mets traded yep. for him. That's right. Mm-hmm. So he opts. He opted out. 
And uh, so I was like, holy crap, that's kind of a bigger name to opt out. Cause he's pretty that good. is, yeah. The, yeah. Because I heard Lorenzo Cain opt year, out. Like, Did he opt out? Cain did, yes. I know Lorenzo Cain did, yeah. No, like, I thought Syndergaard was hurt. Yeah, I know Bumgarner's hurt. And uh, the other one was another big name guy. Uh, uh, Aaron Judge again. Surprise, he got hurt again. Recently, really? Yeah, no, it's Stanton. Because I bad. Know it's Stanton. Oh, it's Stanton. Yeah. Oh, Stanton. Judge was hot. I was about to say, oh, Stanton. Yeah. That's not a surprise. He's big. Yeah, he's big contract. It's just the biggest thing about him is like big contract, like uh, Cutler, like uh, Erlacher said about Cutler with the Bears. The only thing big about right. him is his contract. <laughs> <laughs> it's a nice thing to That's say about me. another player. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Ooh, dang. And then back on Sunday, there was a uh, a brawl with the Astros and the A's, and I'm sure you saw it, everything like mm-hmm. that. Uh, yeah. Did you see the suspensions given out? The hitting coach got mm-hmm. got 20 games for, and then Loriano got five games, and then it got reported they added an extra game to it, and then he he's appealing it, so he's playing today, but. I saw I, it. didn't seem like it was that big of a deal, like when I was watching it. Like I didn't see any punches really thrown. It was mostly kind of shoving, and I think yeah. Loriano. I think what did Loriano like yell down. at the pitcher, and he was tell he was doing that hand gesture, like saying you have to twist your wrist a little bit to get a little bit more bite on that slider, so you're not hitting people. But he got hit three times in that game. <laughs> yeah, he got, yeah, he got hit quite a bit. And I don't even think any of it was intentional. I just think it was a, it was uh, the same guy hit him twice or something like that, and then a reliever came in and got hit and hit him with a. They're all yeah, off-speed the, sliders. Our pitching sucks right now. Don't surprise me. <laughs> yeah. like just, and Loriano's like yelling at the pitching coach, and then he's yelling at uh, the pitcher, telling him to twist his wrist a little bit. You'll get a little bit more bite on that slider. <laughs> <laughs> And then I guess the hitting the hitting coach didn't like that, so he starts screaming at Loriano. Loriano's like, like shut up and back away or whatever. And then he yells back at him, like saying, "You want to go?" Loriano's like, "Do you want to go?" And then it's then it was on. Yeah, and he's like, "The bat, I know the hitting coach was like, come on, come get it.'" And then Loriano just takes off after him. <laughs> it's like not much because like it's like Loriano like gets there and then he kind of like gets goes down into a hunch position, gets tackled, and it's, like, over. Then there's a bunch of pushing and shoving. Like yeah. you said, there's, no, like, just no swings, you know, and it was like, oh. I mean, the A's are obviously doing well, you know, so it's like, probably don't have to, you know, run after guys. You guys are playing some great baseball, but. And uh, Albert Pujols is one home run away from 660. Yeah, no, I'm excited to see that. I know, I I've, been watching, I've been watching every... I've been on vacation this past couple of weeks, and like I've been watching every Angels game because I want to see Pujols hit number six sixty and tie Willie Mays. Man, when do you like, like how far up does he go now? Like on that list, if well, he gets to seven hundred, what do you talk about? Think about the that. next. The next guy is A Rod. A Rod's six ninety six, I believe, and then after that is. Um, I think it's Babe Ruth, then Hank Aaron, then Barry Bonds. Yeah. Because Barry Bonds was what seven sixty, seven sixty five. 
and then uh, Hank Aaron was seven fifty-five, right? Or seven? Yeah, fifty-five. Yes, seven fifty-five, seven fourteen, right? Babe Ruth, I think, is seven fourteen or seven twelve, and then and then A Rod, he's number five on, he's number four on the list with six ninety-six, and then and then it's Willie Mays and then Albert Pujols, and that's it. And, and and Albert has, and this is what's crazy because it's like how many guys on that list, that short list he's talked about, has two two thousand or more RBIs. That along with well. there's, yeah, like along with I'm sure your, I'm sure Hank Aaron does. I'm sure Hank Aaron does. I think he's the sure only I'm one on that list. I don't think Babe Ruth did because I don't think he had enough no, at bats. He did, and Hank, and 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 um. Willie did. A Rod might. A Rod might. He played for a long time. In fact, uh, I'll consult the old internet. <laughs> so we yeah, want to see. Yeah, because our. I don't want to discuss it, and then we're we're just wrong with everybody. But <laughs> <laughs> baseballreference.com. Alex Rodriguez has 2,086 RBIs. So he's one of them. And then... Uh, oh, 22. Babe did. He had 22. Babe 14. did? Yes. So all of them then, because there's Bonds. I'm looking up Bonds yes. right now. Uh, uh, one, oh, uh, 1996. Yes, Barry Bonds has 20... Well, that's walks. Um, nope, Barry Bonds is 1996. Yep. Um, but the interesting list, though, Hank Aaron has 2297, the most. He, he was in the league for 23 years. And Pujols is at 2083, and he's 20 years in the league. Tacked three more years on that. Does he get 200 more RBIs? Right. I mean, if he plays three more years, I could see him. Eh, I don't know. Because here's the thing: he's only got one more year left in Anaheim, and then he's 42 years old. Will anybody sign him in free agency? Oh, ticket sales. Ticket but sales. Are they gonna? That the fans are back. I mean, hopefully we're back to normal by then. But who knows? Yeah. I mean, I would want to see Albert climb like up that, you know, all that list. Could you imagine him having like 2,100 RBIs, which he's really darn close. He could get that this year. And then having 700 home runs or like 2,200 so, RBIs and 700 home runs. Where, here's, where, where here's, here's my question. So the National League brings back the DH, right? Do the Cardinals call him up and say, we want you to break all those records as a Cardinal? Why don't you come to our team and just be our DH? Why not? Because he's like, would the Cardinals do that? It's something they normally don't do, but would they do that? Maybe Albert Pujols, you know, gets young and becomes Nelson Cruz. <laughs> or it just depends on their relationship when they left. Well, it sounds like it was on good. It sounds like at the time it wasn't that good, but I think things have calmed down. Yeah. And they've, uh, Obviously, because you saw when he came back to St. Louis, the type of reaction he got. 
last year. Mm-hmm. That that could be uh, that could be crazy. Like I, I'm I'm excited for it. I'm kind of hoping that it does happen because I can put on my Albert Pujols jersey again. <laughs> I just think like with this situation, you know, where he's at his career, uh, I would say it would be California, and it would be something as as low as the Dodgers grabbing him. To be like a six seven. Yeah, but the, but the Dodgers the Dodgers lineup is so good they don't he would hurt them. I was just thinking about National League. I mean he has he has uh, all his charities are still in St. Louis. Like he hasn't stopped any of them. I wouldn't He's be still, opposed to it. It'd be really cool to see. I mean I'd that would be a that. nice way for it'd be a nice way for him to end his career. It would be because then he can go in the Hall of Fame and. I, See, when he goes in the Hall of Fame, he should be wearing a Cardinal hat. But something tells yeah. me they might change that. Because technically, I mean, obviously, all his best years were with the St. Louis Cardinals, where yeah, he's yeah. been kind of mediocre with the Angels. You know, it's, you're right. But, like, it's funny because, like, he's silently getting it done. It's like no one's talking about him anymore. But, like, us real baseball no. fans are like, dang, he's like... You know, when he hit 2,000 RBIs or more, I, I knew it. So, like, I was like, damn. Well, you, you, know, you know why no one's talking about Albert is because he plays on the West Coast. True. Nobody watches West Coast baseball. If he was playing for the yeah. Yankees or the Red Sox or, like, the Mets or the Braves or something on the East where people are paying attention that have strong media coverage, he, yeah. Albert Pujols would be, he'd be the face of MLB. But there's people that don't even think he, there's people that don't even know he's still playing. Yeah, no, I, I, it's just uh, you're right about that, especially like New York, you know, like the, you know how that goes. But um, mm-hmm. I just, I don't, know, I just think that uh, if he ends his career, and I don't know if he'll end his career in Anaheim or not. Do you think he's got a couple more years? Like he could play. He's he's still pretty. Pretty active, an- in good shape. Well, I think so. So the 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 things, the reasons why I don't think he stays with the Angels is because the Angels are getting like to a point where they're getting yeah. impatient and they don't want to lose out on the the Mike Trout window right now. Because I I'll get in my Mike Trout segment later because I feel like he deserves a segment. But <laughs> but like the thing is that that Albert uh, he makes that lineup worse. And no offense to Albert, because I love Albert. He's just not mm-hmm. really good anymore. No. Um, he shouldn't be playing every day on a good team or a good offense. Now, that doesn't mean he'll change if he goes to a National League park where there's a lot more uh, – the ballpark's a little smaller and it's easier to hit compared to playing on the West Coast where all the ballparks are freaking huge. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but – the thing with the Angels is he has to play first base because Shea Watani is their DH. And because Shea Watani doesn't play the field except for when he pitches, Albert has to play first. So I don't see the Angels being and – I, I, and I think the Angels are a little ticked off that they didn't get the production they wanted from him. So why would they extend him? They'd be like – they probably just want to be done with the contract by now. Where the Cardinals, on the other hand, they could plug him in at DH every game. By then, Matt Carpenter will be off the books. Dexter Fowler will be off the books. They probably don't have to pay him a lot. It's all for him to, because he'll make a ton of money through advertisements and everything like that, and jersey yeah. sales. That 
I don't think he has to. I, I don't. I think that, and they could afford to maybe give him like you know ten million dollars of DH for a year, just so he can break some records. Yeah, it's not a bad idea. I'd like to see it. The records break. I'd rather see him go there than you no know, retires. You know, an angel. To be honest, so right because he's his career is going to be forgotten about. Like I can't think of like great, great angel players and. Was Ted Simmons an angel? Yes, I believe it was. Yeah, yeah and he, he missed the Hall of Fame probably because he played for the Angels. And he finally yeah. got in because of the Veterans Committee. But, I mean, like, he was a guy that was always overlooked because he played on the West Coast and nobody cares about the West Coast. Or unless you're a Dodger, <laughs> you know. Well, yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Like, you, if you're a Dodger, that's West Coast baseball. The rest of it... Everyone else is forgotten about over there. True. No, you're right. I mean, the A's have had a great franchise for how many years, how many World Series titles, and no one really talks about them at all. Right. Angels have one, you know, and the Dodgers. What is it? I think the Dodgers have, like, six, right? Six or eight? Six or seven or something like that, yeah. Yeah. And then, like, I think the A's have about the same. But no one talks about the 70s A's or anything like that, but it's, like, because you're right. Dodgers are the only West Coast team in normally people's eyes. The whole Giants winning those three titles is kind of like no one talks about that anymore. It was came and gone. <laughs> well, and it's crazy because if you think about it, like where where baseball teams are located on the West Coast, it's pretty much all California. And then like where where the Rockies are in Denver, you have uh, the Rockies in Denver, and then there's nothing else around it. Which is kind of nuts that there's not a team like I think I can't believe there's not a team in like Utah. <laughs> That'd be kind of cool, actually. Yeah, I think, like I think <laughs> maybe not Montana, but Utah has a pretty big population, and True. or Vegas. I think or Vegas too. I think they built. I feel like because they were afraid when they put a team in Denver that they were afraid mm-hmm. the team wouldn't draw because of it being a new franchise, but it was the opposite. The Colorado Rockies are like one of the money makers for the league when it comes to attendance. They sell out all the time. They're kind of similar to how the Brewers do well here. Yeah. Because there's passionate there's passionate sports fans. So uh, I was reading it on Mike Trout, and I have his numbers for the last. I, I calculated it. The last 162 games he played. So if. Uh, so, how many home runs do you think he's hit in the last 162 games? I think it's tough. Uh, man, I don't want to say 51 because that's, that's low. I think that's low for 160-some games. I'm going to say 63. 58. 58. Ooh, that's a close. <laughs> so, he's got 58 homers, 129 RBIs, 130 runs scored which because he hit second instead of third, the RBIs would yeah. be a little higher. Um, yeah. an, o- an OPS of 1.088 and a mm-hmm. 10.4 war. Wow. Yeah. This what was is the best. They, I didn't have that. Okay. That's because uh, the OPS to me is more important than it comes to average or slugging or anything like that. Because OPS yeah. kind of combines everything. Yeah. So, the uh, the interesting thing about that is like that is 
he's the best player in baseball, right? Like, is there even denying it? No. As much as I liked it, because the whole league, yeah, I know, like, at least a lot of people, like, look into it. But, like, as much as I don't want to say it, he is. He is. Because I just don't like the comparison and everything. He's been that good pretty much since the very beginning. He's yeah, won three. He he's won three MVPs. Yeah. He he finishes second for MVP every year he's been in the league. Yeah. It's just well, except for the year that Altuve won it because Judge finished second, and I don't think Trout had a full year. I think that's why. But Trout you know, was that's close. That's the only reason why he probably didn't win it. <laughs> right. But it's it's just crazy that this this guy is the modern day uh, Ken Griffey Jr. or the modern day like best player in baseball, like, and on all avenues. And, again, if you go up to an average person on the street and ask them who the best baseball player in the league is, they're, they're either, obviously it depends on where you ask them, but, like, say, other than a Brewer player, I mean, they're all going to say Christian Yelich around here. But if you ask, uh, yeah, but, and, and that's not a bad answer. But, like, let's say you go to Chicago and ask them there, and they, they don't say Javier Baez or something like that. Like, you say, <laughs> outside, your, outside your home team, who's the best player in baseball? Mike Trout's name never comes up. No. Because baseball no. does a terrible job of advertising its own players. Well, not only like that, but like you said, the Angels. Yep. You know, he plays for the Angels. This guy's going to go down as one of the greatest players to play the game, and I just don't know if if there's going to be that comparison. Do you? Okay, so let me ask you this: one. Obviously, we know who, where Pool sits and where he might end. Do you think this modern modern day? It's probably a dumb question. It's probably obviously yes, but do you think this modern day Trout is better than that modern day Pools no. in his prime? No. Um, okay. And the reason I say that is because well. Defensively, yes, but if you're talking about pure offense or something like that, or complete player package, Albert Pujols, his his first 11 year run, no one's ever done, and Trout won't do it either because I don't even think he, I think he already missed the boat on that. Where he he hit over 300 in all of all 10 first 10 years, he had 30 or more homers and 100 or more RBIs in every season as a Cardinal. And not just that, I think he won three MVPs. He finished second in just about every every year he was in the league until he went to Anaheim. Mm-hmm. He he has more clutch hits than uh, than Trout. That's not Trout's fault because no. the Angels have never really they've never really been good. But I feel like if the Cardinals didn't have Albert Pujols in the 2000s, I don't know how good the Cardinals would be. So I feel like sure. he immediately gives you impact. That he was so good on those Cardinal teams that they won 100 games because of Albert. Because he was driving them all in. Mm-hmm. When Renteria and Womack were getting on base, he was driving them in. Uh, Edmonds and Roland were getting their RBIs because Pujols was always on base. Albert Pujols, to me, is more close to Barry Bonds than Trout is to Pujols, if that makes sense. Because I, I don't think that Trout will end up being better at his end than Albert will, if that makes I sense. Think there's, I think there's a potential it could be, but 
I'm not. I'm just not sure on it quite yet because Albert was a slugger, and Trout just. I feel like I wonder what's going to happen when his bat speed slows down. I just feel like the time frame that you know compared to Pools compared to Trout's. Maybe I'm wrong about this, but has been more like how people are are talking about it. You know, uh, it's yeah. blowing up. It's publicized as being like the greatest thing they've ever seen. Like no one ever talked about how this is funny. Like how Albert Pujols was like Mickey Mantle, but everyone's talking about Trout is like him. You know, and he he's got compared. So he didn't get compared. Just, he got compared to Mickey Mantle, but what sucks is that Albert played for an organization where their best ball player of all time is Stan Musial, and. Stan Musial is one of the greatest ever. So when Albert used to get compared to him, Albert used to always shut it down and say, because they used to call him the man. He's like, no, that's that's Musial's nickname. He's the man. Just call me El Hombre or whatever the heck he wanted to be called. (laughs) (laughs) No, but I don't think you're right. Like it's it's crazy because like we've had like these big players like you know Griffey Bonds, um, Frank Thomas. Um, pool halls, and I think, yeah, like this today, it's it's Trout, and I'll be honest with you, like Harper had some hype, but there's nobody even close to Trout. No, there's not. And the and the fact is, is like, you know, I think Mookie Betts is a good player, but to give him that contract to make him that much money, what was it, almost four hundred? Mm-hmm. I was like, I don't know. I'm like, you got Bellinger that's playing pretty good baseball too, and then for me, like, you know, give Betts that kind of contract without talking to, you know, giving Bellinger some money. But we'll see what happens. You know, the Dodgers they might just pay Bellinger off too. I'm not saying like, you know, are they doing that? Are they gonna make Mookie Betts like the face of the franchise and all that? Let's see what kind of he is. Clutch. He is a good player. So, so we'll see. Yeah, it, it, it's kind of it's crazy. Like to me, Mike Trout is probably the closest to like if you're talking about his play style and what he can do. Like if you're looking at long term career, I'd say a, a good. Co- you say Willie Mays. I was thinking more yeah. Griffey because he's got the he hits for the power. He plays the great defense, but he's not as good mm-hmm. as a defender as Griffey was. Griffey was excellent. Uh, Trout is too, but he's not he's not Griffey good. I don't think. No, what I what I like like Trout, like Griffey, like uh, Willie Mays is a five tool player. You know they're great at everything, yeah. like you were mentioning. Um, I do think that the Trout stolen bases is going to be a yeah. big impact. You know, the only thing with Trout though is I've seen him dip in power and average if he concentrates on stealing bases sometimes. But yeah, um, and stealing what, what bases are point- for? And stealing bases are pointless. If you really look at it and the way the game is played now. I mean, stealing a base is meh, whatever. I, I mean, if you had a single and then you steal a base, I think it's important. So yes. all of a sudden, like, I mean, you're, yeah. you're it's a single not, and a double. It's not that it's not important. I'm just saying it's not worth the risk. When everyone's hitting the ball out of the ballpark, so you you get a single, right? Then you steal second yep. base. Let's say you just make it, or you get thrown out, and that's an out. Like, is it is it worth, is it worth destroying an inning by trying to steal a base, and then the next guy just hits a home run anyways, and it wouldn't sure. matter. Depending on what your offense looks like. Right. Now, are if you, you're are an you offense steal like a base the, if you're Altuve, and you got Breitman coming up that can hit dingers? Huh? You know, right. Or like the, Cardinal, the Cardinals of, like if you're looking at the Cardinal teams in the 2000s, I mean, they didn't steal any bases. I mean, because you, you had a lineup of 
the guys that were hitting in front of Albert were like Larry Walker and Larry Walker was a great base runner, but like Larry Walker and either Renteria, Tony Womack, uh, David Eckstein, like all those guys are perfectly capable of stealing bases, but you don't steal a base in front of Albert. <laughs> Cause Albert's gonna, Albert's gonna drive it somewhere and you're gonna score anyways. So what's the point of stealing? Uh, you know, depending on, like, you're a small ball team. I know a team yeah. that won the World Series that had good stealing and base running. There you go. The, exactly. The Royals. Just, yep. <laughs> you know, 2015 Royals. You know, the, good, Cardinals good last, the Cardinals last year were like that. Yeah, good defense, good pitching. Like, mm-hmm. they did everything but power. And it still got them in the, you know, close to the dance. Yeah, but they did have some big bats. Like, not necessarily, like... 40 home run guys or anything like that, but they did have like Moustakis and Hosmer who could drive the ball. Alex clutch. Gordon had a good year too. Clutch. Like, they were clutch. Salvador Perez. Salvador Perez was a. Uh, they kind of reminded me of like uh, the 2011 Cardinals of the, the style of offense they had, where they're just yeah. kind of gaff double hitters and guys that hit about 300. That's mm-hmm. kind of what they did in 2015. I swear the Royals were like the one team that like hit the less home runs. Out of any World Series championship team, yeah, like literally. I mean, that's what they that's did it. when when they played Houston, the ALCS, or no, the division round. Sorry, you know, we had the series until small ball play. One error from Correa turned in a bunch of, you know, a few singles, a couple doubles, you know, yeah, and then it just was, you know, and I knew we were losing Game Five. You know how that goes. It's just well, like, oh, ex- game five. That's exactly how the Cardinals beat the Tigers in 06. Is they, 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 liter- they played great defense, and they ran the base as well. I mean, so a thing about Scott Rowland, for example, you never think of him as a base stealer, right? Like, he doesn't seem like, but no. he's actually graded as one of the best base runners of all time. If you're just talking about a base runner, he's never been thrown out. Oh, that wow! Well, no, that's, I was looking at. I was looking too, at it. So good too. So like right. So back then too. I mean, that's a guy that you have to think about Hall of Fame when you're talking about the defense he gives you. He was a Hall of Fame defender, a Hall of Fame base runner, not a base stealer, but a base runner, and that's important. And he never got thrown out. He's a smart player, like grind. Smart, smart ball player. player, and he was a good yeah. hitter too. Yeah. Was it, I wouldn't say he was a great hitter, but he was a good hitter. So with all those things considering, I mean, if you're going to put frickin' Frank Thomas in the Hall of Fame, why can't Scott Rowland make it? Oh, that's a good point. Or if you're going to put Big. in uh, Jeff, <laughs> Jeff Bagwell. I know you like Bagwell, but I'm just saying, like, it's for that argument. No, I get it. Well, here's, here's the question I would ask you, because you're the Astro fan here. And we'll go back to the 2000s. If you could have Scott Rowland every day in your lineup playing the defense and doing what he did, or Jeff Bagwell, which guy do you take? Just for defensive purposes? So, so that is my point that I was trying to make, is you didn't, it wasn't obvious. No, just as a baseball player. Like, it wasn't obvious. You had to think about it. Mm-hmm. So that's so. I'm not saying that Rollins better than Bagwell. I'm just saying that there, there's an argument to be made where you might want the other guy. 
or you might want Bagwell. I don't think Bagwell is better well, than Roland. I think they're about the same. You, you know, it was tripping me up. I'm like, well, Scott Roland at third and Bagwell at first would be excellent. Yeah. So right. That, right. Yeah, right. So it's like it's hard. He's like, man, I'll take them both. <laughs> you know. <laughs> so. But you could put Roland, say, Roland at third, and you could put Lance Berkman at first base or whatever. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. And that's why, like Adam Everett, he obviously was the best hitter, but his defense was excellent. Like, I'm sure, you know, like batting ninth, you know. And I'm like, and I remember, I'm like, well, at least he plays good defense, you know. <laughs> I mean, like I said, I'm going to be a little biased when it comes to rolling because I watched pretty much his whole career. But the guy was, like, he was a middle-of-the-lineup bat for, you know, good five or ten years. Like, he was just in the middle of that lineup. And he also was a tremendous defender the, all the way to yeah. the very end. Even when he was with Toronto, even even was when he was with Cincinnati, he was still a great defender. No. You know, it's funny because, like, if you're talking about, like, just great ball players and defenders and players in general, if I had to take any of the Astros out, even, like, Griffey out, because obviously those are my guys to watch, the one guy that I really admire and I thought he was a great ball player, really good grinder, is uh, Aaron Rowland. Okay. I've always liked oh, him, the, and I've always thought. The white, the old White Sox player? Yep, and then he was Phillies, and then he won with the Giants, too. So, yeah, I always, like, respected his game, and I always thought he was an excellent player. You know who, who I, I always thought? Of, like, you, you know who I always thought was excellent on the Astros? Like, the one guy I couldn't stand, outside of Carlos Beltran, because he was in a whole other universe, but <laughs> was, Lance, was Lance Berkman. Like... That was a guy he, he was when a I he was so good. when I watched him he re, he reminds me so much of Joey Votto like that's what Votto Votto's career was and like the the idea of just being the best hitter like he always put the ball in play he was like impossible to strike out he always drove runners in like the guy he he killed the Cardinals like he just did and then and then when he got traded to the Yankees I was like thank God he's out of the Central. And then he signs with the Cardinals in 2011, and I was like, "Oh, I'm, I'm okay with this because <laughs> yeah. I know the guy can. I know he can hit." <laughs> yeah, and that's obviously for me a tough one because it's like when you have a rivalry with the Cardinals for a while, and right. I was like, "Come on, bro," you know. And then he wins a title with them. Like, Ugh. I'm happy for well, you. Him, I guess you heard about that well, story, right? Because he I was actually, like, when he when he was a free agent, he went back to Houston and wanted to go back there, and they told him no. And so then he went to the Cardinals because he said, I have this offer on the table that the Cardinals gave me. If you guys match it, I'll play for you. And they're like, no. That is really crappy. So but they said they're moving. That's true. The one year he's in St. Louis, he wins the World Series. But it was against, it was against what was it, Texas? And that was cool. Yeah. So, so like, Lance Berkman, this is an interesting guy. So... Did you know that he's already off the Hall of Fame ballot? He was on it this past year. He didn't get. He only got one percent of the vote, and now he's out. He can't make the Hall yeah, of Fame. Yeah, that's that's how it happens. Which is interesting because you got Edgar Martinez in, right? Yeah, I'll take Lance Berkman over Edgar Martinez. Yes. <laughs> I don't get that. <laughs> I mean, yeah. like, to me, that that was obvious. Like, give me Lance Berkman. Over yeah. a guy who never played the field. Like, give me Berkman. Because Berkman yeah. used to play center. He played all he over the place. Play, 
He did play all over the place. He was a utility, he, like a utility was, power guy. He was a he was a very good ball player. Now I'm not saying the guy's a Hall of Famer, but I thought that he could at least give him a second look. Dude, That's all my I'm favorite, like. my favorite like season like of all time when it came to him, like just crazy was 06 when he hit those 45 like dingers. <laughs> I think it was 06. Yeah. You know, like how you say, like, right? He just had a good average. He had, I'm like, Berkman, yeah, man, having a heck of a year. We suck, but yes, this is exciting to see, you know? Like, that was just, that was pretty awesome to see that. The guy was a straight masher, and it's just like, it's just, he, and he's one of the best hitters that I've seen. Like, uh, if you just talk about a pure hitter, obviously Barry Bonds is the, like, the best player I've ever seen. We could talk about a guy who just is a professional hitter. It's him and Joey Votto are the two best hitters I've seen. Yeah. Maybe not the yeah. best results, but they always put the ball in play. They always were like if there was a runner at second base, Berkman's trying to hit to right field. I just I used to watch it because like um, it's the difference when I used to watch Cardinals back in in like 2010 and 2011 and shit like that. Um, when we signed Johnny Peralta, and that guy's a bum. I hate Johnny Peralta. But, like, we signed Johnny Peralta, and then Yadier Molina used to hit behind him. And I, I was going back, and I'm, like, reading my old Facebook posts about my – I have a lot of Cardinal rants on there. And there's one there's one where I remember it. There was a runner at first base, and Yadier Molina is trying to go to right by, you know, trying to go the other way, try to go the other way. So he does it. He hits the runner into scoring. He gets the runner into scoring position. On a, a uh, he hits one to right field. He gets out. The runner ends up getting to second base. And then Johnny Peralta comes up, and all he has to do is hit the ball to right field to get to drive in the run. Uh, oh, sorry, it was a tag up to second base. So he's on third. So all you have to do is hit the ball to right field, and you score a run. And this dumbass and the, the pitcher knows. But that's what Peralta needs to do. So he's pitching him outside because Peralta's trying to pull the damn ball. And he's trying to pull an outside pitch, and what does he do? He rolls over, and the inning's over. Yeah. It's just like, it's stuff like that. Like, Lance Berkman didn't do that crap. Like, when you had, he had no problem giving himself up to score a run. He had no problem. He was a professional hitter. Yeah. And that's what you do when you're a professional. Totally. You got to be good at what you do, and that's him and Joey Votto. I mean, I'm trying to think if there's like another guy on that list, but I think it's those are the two guys. Can you think of another guy that's kind of like that? I trying to think. I know, like you're saying, Votto is Votto's amazing, um, Berkman, but I'm just trying to think of a guy that. No, I read a stat. I read a stat on Votto that, like, last year he had a pop up, and they said it was the third time in his career that he popped the ball up. I was like, "You gotta be kidding me! What? That doesn't even seem that doesn't even (laughs) seem right. Like, what do you mean he's never popped the ball up? This guy's had like eight thousand at bats and never popped the ball up. I pop the ball up when I golf, and no one's even pitching me the ball, and I still freaking pop it up." He's a man. And it just thinks it's like, because he plays in Cincinnati, there ain't a lot of talk, but, like, he's he's really that awesome. He's such yeah. A 
I just don't know if he's ever going to get Hall of Fame consideration. But, like, I, I think there's an argument to be made. Because all you got to do is watch the games. And he should have won the MVP the year that, um, I forget who won it in the National League. Uh, but it should have been Votto. The year that Stanton won the MVP. Oh, I think yeah, that was he hit like fifty nine home runs. I think that yeah, but and he hit yeah. like two forty when when Joey Votto like had the highest slugging percentage, highest on base percentage again, like he does every year. And then yeah. um, at, <laughs> the guy was just mashing the ball on a bad Reds team. But again, the Marlins were bad too. So whatever, poop on that you, argument. You said it. Yeah, like like you're saying though, dingers. People watch dingers. That's what they want. Yeah. Whew. All right. So I guess we'll skip the NFL talks. There's not a whole lot going on. Did you hear that college football sounds like it's not happening? Yes, I did. Well, what do you think that's gonna? Spring? I don't know. Like, like they can do it in the spring. They're talking about, but like, yeah, it's for the NFL. If I'm talking about, I know because there's like some teams are going in pads next week. So we'll see how it plays out. Well, you out. know. You know, it's kind of crazy. I was thinking about it. And if you're an NFL franchise, why are you holding on to your draft picks? I'd be trading those suckers right now. Because you yeah. don't, if there's no college football season, there's no game film to analyze. There's, you don't even know who you're going to be, you don't even know who you're going to be drafting. True. Yeah, that's going to be rough. <laughs> no, I wouldn't, well, even, yeah. It could be spring, though. Like, they're talking about maybe pushing spring, but it's like, how would you do that? Ten games and then ten games in the fall or ten games national championship? All that? I don't know. Well, I mean, with the XFL coming back, that should help out some of these college players. So maybe, and they're also talking about they need to get a, and now that The Rock owns it, so maybe it'll be being used as a feeder league to the NFL where Vince McMahon didn't want to work with the NFL. Maybe the Rock will. Yeah, good point. But then your Battlehawks will make people hopefully coming back, right? Yeah, Battlehawks are <laughs> coming back. Um, yeah. Also, did you? I, I guess the amount that the Rock bought the XFL for was fifteen million dollars. That's I it. heard. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, NFL franchises are worth more than that. <laughs> I was Frickin Mike Trout car. gets made paid more than that. <laughs> I think Mike Trout makes what, like thirty-three million a year, or something like that. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I would. I would like. I wonder what's broken down by a bat. I'm gonna have to have that for the next podcast. I. I was. Uh, yeah. I was calculating that the other day. Like how many. How many? Uh, how much money does he make for every swing and miss? <laughs> I think I equivalented it like last year when I was doing the contract, and I like kind of did an average of how many times he swings and misses total, and what it would be. And I think it was like something like two thousand dollars every time he swings and misses. <laughs> oh, <laughs> can you imagine that? that one? No, because I, I remember, like, when Poulos got his contract, and I think I averaged, like, his at-bats for, like, 200-something at-bats, just being funny. And it was right. something ridiculous. So I was like, oh, that's an expensive strikeout. No. <laughs> 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 uh, Trout, obviously, worth all that money. You know, obviously, the Angels are smart. Like, I don't even care if we give him 
twenty billion dollars or the or the team. We're keeping them, you know. Oh, oh. Our pitching stinks, you know. Uh, well, like my is a smart move. Like the amount that Trout makes is like the two thousand dollars. That's like what I make, and like that's like almost two paychecks for me. So I'm just thinking, like, that's what I make in a month. It's like, Mike Trout, you should just come over, just do a quick swing and miss. I'll pay you my whole, my whole month's salary. <laughs> <laughs> just give me one swing and miss. Man, now we get him on this podcast, man. We can get 2000 to swing and miss. <laughs> <laughs> I'll pay him 2000 to be on this podcast. <laughs> yeah, all right. <laughs> It'd be worth it. <laughs> yeah, he's not. He's not yeah. coming on, even though I just put the guy over for like twenty minutes. <laughs> <laughs> call. We just call it the Mike Trout Show. <laughs> we just go around and call it the Mike Trout. We'll just talk about you and your stats. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's he's incredible. Um, yeah. So you got a chance to check out the. Uh, the DC movies, huh? Yes, yes, both great. Red, Red Sun and Hush, both great films. I uh, still didn't see so, Flash, but I didn't see it on the thing. And, uh, yeah, I looked. It's not on there. I don't know why that's not on there, but it's just not. There's a part. Which is weird, because I thought they were supposed to have all of them on there, but there was a few movies I didn't see that were on there. I don't think Under the Red Hood's on there either, is it? I kind of saw it when I looked over, but that was like when I saw Red Sun. It was it was a couple of days ago. It was like four or five days ago. But like today, I was like, you know, what? I'm gonna watch Hush because I didn't finish it. Honestly, I just started the credits and I was like, well, I'll, I'll watch Rust. And I was thinking, if we're gonna do this, I want to be able to talk about it a little bit, which obviously is a great film, you know. Um, right. It's funny too because not even the Joker, whoever played the Joker, didn't bother as much, you know, and you figured it would because it wasn't like um, DiMaggio or. Or him, you know, is very different. But, you know, he played enough in it, small enough part, I think, was good enough for me, you know. Uh, yeah, I just, he was, I I he was really used as a with, pawn. He was, was a pawn in yeah. that movie, which like, I how, just how, like. How does that work out? Like, Batman's just beating the crap out of him to the point where he's about to kill him. And Joker's even yeah. like, man, I, I'm so honored you're willing to break your code for me, but I didn't do it. I wish I did it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That was great. Yeah. I mean, I was watching this, and I'm like, man, there's a lot of good stuff in here. Clayface, Clayface shows up, <laughs> and, you know, he's wrecking the place. So I was like, this is fantastic. <laughs> That's basically what I thought. You know, I was just like, how did I even get that close to Superman in general anyways? But it's still good. You know, everyone's getting tagged in this thing. Like, man, I'm bringing everyone in here. And this, I think I enjoyed it so much. And then the um, Catwoman and Batman relationship was just really good. Riddler played an excellent part. Like I like I was saying, like, I do like the Riddler. Um, but, like, I feel like, for me personally, not everyone else is, you know, they have their own opinion or they feel about the Riddler. But, like, what I saw was my favorite animated version of him in those type of movies. Not, not, we're not talking about the old Batman series, because he was the best, but, right. like, when it talks about these new movies being made, and he was excellent. Absolutely excellent. I mean, so he, he plays some of the parts in other movies, like, when he was in Assault on Arkham, he just kind of, like, got tied up after talking to Waller for, like, five minutes. And then he was <laughs> in the jail cell, 
and then he's just like you know getting all those buzz things out of everyone's heads so they don't explode <laughs> you know so. yeah it was uh it was definitely an interesting like i liked it i'm not sure where did i rank it in my top 10 last week when we did that no no mm-hmm. i don't think you did did you do red sun you did really like that one i think yeah but i had one we at the time of the podcast, I never, I haven't watched it yet. That was last week because I watched it on Monday, or I watched it, yeah, the 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 day after we did the podcast, I watched it. Did I lose you? No, but I'm just okay. glad that I'm catching up on some of these. You know, some of the ones I haven't seen, and we can talk about them now. It's really nice. I um. I know, like, if I shove it all the way up to, like, four or three, four or five, pretty good for a hush, you know? Yeah. Um, and I've always been solely, like, you know me and you, more Batman character. We've always been more Batman. So, like, Red Correct. Sun was really good, but it was all, it, you know, obviously the movie's more based around Superman. So, right, right there alone, it doesn't put it in my top 10 list probably i'm not trying to diss superman but like you know i couldn't see myself putting a superman standalone film not like standalone but you know primary character in that and because obviously justice league war he's in there but he's not the main character you know like they're the all thing together on, in that. It's great the film. thing on red sun which i found very interesting and i've watched it twice now there's not a lot of action in it it's a lot of story and yes. a lot of it had the feeling of a feature film, like it didn't have a direct to DVD feel to it. It felt bigger. Like I feel like this would have been. We talked uh, we talked before the show that Red Sun should have maybe have been a live action theatrical movie. Like I feel like it had strong enough themes and interesting ideas enough to warrant that. That you could have possibly done an entire series of movies of Red Sun of Soviet Sorry. Superman. Here's my thought process, how Batman had Mask of the Phantasm at the theatrical. You could have done that. I think they could have done that with the Red Sun. might not have been as popular, but they could have theatrically made it really good like that. It had that potential, I feel like. I oh, so you mean like just release it like the movie you just saw? And like I was talking about like a live-action version of no, it. No, I get that. I get that. Like that they could, but like I felt like that movie was like the Superman's version of... Mask of the Phantasm. Mask of the Phantasm. Yeah, it's yes. definitely... It was would you, Yeah. Would you say it's the best Superman animated movie right now? If if he's the main character, absolutely, yes. Like, yeah. you know, how Batman has his own animated... Yes, yes. Yeah, yes, I think I, so, too. Like, I think it's definitely, out of all the Superman movies I've seen, this was the one where I was the most interested in. And I wasn't even, so like, like... I wasn't even rooting against him. Like, I kind of... It was. I was really torn because I'm. I am not for communism or anything or socialism or anything like that. So like, no, be, I, I, I'm really torn on it because like Superman, you know he's a good guy. You know that he. This is just the way he grew up, and I feel like what the film did because you know how there's in politics right now there's a big split between Democrats and Republicans. I think yeah. what they're trying. I think what the film is trying to get across is. You can be on opposite sides of the political spectrum, but you can still be together and run maybe as, you know, get along in the end, like Luthor and Superman did at the end of the movie. Yeah. 
I mean, the, the, the accents were great. Uh, you know, everything was great. Yeah, the Superman like, accent was great. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you, if you look at it, for me, it's like Red Hood is the Batman one, and then this movie would be my Superman one, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I loved it when he murdered Joseph Stalin, when he just <laughs> laser beamed him. Oh, my God. So much twists and turns in that movie. It's just like I, I liked Lex Luthor for some weird reason, you know? Like, I think I was just like, like I love right, the anime I, I love the animated series Lex Luthor, but I think I might like this one better. Yes, like this one's I really liked this one. It's like, you know, I'm like I don't because usually I just I don't I usually can't stand. And it's not because he's a bad character, I he's just He's kind of like a, a dirtbag in a sense, you know. He's always like one step ahead of somebody, you know, or he's just annoying. But he's really and good at what he does. And it's because I res- you respect him as a villain. And I think that's why. There was so much going on in the film that I felt like it should have been split in two parts. Because yeah. there was just... See, that was hard like, for me. So I'm going to be 100% honest with you. Like, and I didn't say this earlier, but like it was hard to pay attention to everything. And looking at it, like I said before, like, okay, so is this a different... Like, you know, I have to think of it, watch it again, and look at, okay, this is what it's about. It's actually, like, a, a different universe of yeah. being Russian and not American. And not, like, oh, this real Superman's going to, the real Superman's going to show up, the real bat. No, it's, I had to get that out of my head. And when I was in the middle of the film, I started realizing, okay, this is not going to happen. So if I thought it was good then, I, I might even think it's even better watching it with that different mindset. Like, I wanted a little bit more of a backstory on the Soviet Batman. I, I wanted more with that, because I felt like that was such a, a, a... It was so randomly inserted in that movie, where you're, it came out of nowhere. Like, yeah, they had a little bit of the symbolism with the bats in that cave, but, like, if you didn't catch that, I mean, it just came out of nowhere. All of a sudden, there was a terrorist Batman that just randomly showed up, and... The, the fight with him and Superman inside that Red Sun like area that they made, like that was yeah. awesome. All that was great. I just wish, I think I would have cared about it more if I would have known what Superman did to this guy <laughs> for yeah. him to hate him so much. I love that he was like preaching to him and pretty much telling him that you're no different than Stalin and all that kind of stuff. You're still a dictator, and we just want to get our country back. Like he was, how- he's. Go ahead. No, I was saying, I love the twist of, like, that, how the, the light, the red lighting was the kryptonite now. It was completely yeah. different. I loved it. Yeah. You know, it was yeah. different. You know, it's different. It was like, holy cow, this is so cool. And I'm, do I hate Batman now? You know? It was <laughs> different. Like, but it was, it was his gritty, hardcore. It's like if Batman was too, like, if he had the two-faced part of him. It was like, you flipped it. It, like this Batman was like that Two Face, the bad side of him. If you think about it, he was hardcore. Now, would you, know, you was, have, when you were watching that fight, were you kind of secretly cheering for Batman? Because I was. Like I wanted Batman to win that fight. <laughs> no, you know what? It's funny. I thought the fight was great, and I thought yeah. like, well, Batman's gonna win this fight for sure. But like something's gonna happen where he doesn't, and lo and behold. You know, Wonder Woman, you know. Yeah. Of course, uh, Batman, Batman's our guy. Like, you just know he's going to whoop up on the whole thing. But the way he takes himself out, I'm like, that's un-Batman. But that, that's what made it great because it, it's a different Batman. Like, the way he right. took himself out was like, Batman wouldn't do that normally. But this is this Batman. And that fits this Batman to do that. Yeah, he was a terrorist. 
Yeah, and so I, I love the I love the design. I like that little like Russian hat he was wearing. I loved all of it. Oh, okay, it was great. What was that last line before Bloom himself up? Sorry, spoilers. But it was like uh, something like you'll never get it. You'll never understand. It was something. It was it was yeah. so cryptic. You know. Yeah, like, he's like you'll never you've never underst- you'll never understand or something like that. And Superman's like, don't worry, I'm not going to kill you. I'm just going to put you in a job as a laundromat or something like that. And then he just blew himself up. He's like, yeah, that's yeah. not happening. Yeah. Boom! <laughs> you know, then Wonder Woman just, you know, playing a powerful part, you know, saves Superman. And I don't even know if she wanted to, but she's like, the only way to stop this guy, because I can't beat him, apparently, is to help Superman. You know? And that's what she she did. was She was okay in the, in the beginning of the movie, but, but towards the end, I was kind of done with her. Yeah, because she just became, like, really hateful and, like, forget you, Superman, and all of a sudden jazz. And, um, but, you know, one of the best know. lines, one of the best parts of that movie is right around that scene when the Green Lanterns are fighting Superman. And, <laughs> oh, uh, <laughs> and, and when Wonder Woman flew off or whatever, and then you have, I forget who, I think it was John Stewart, or I think it was Hal Jordan, one of the Green Lanterns. Yes. And he, like, oh, he, yes. like, elbows Superman. He's like, <laughs> women, right? <laughs> I'm like, when he did that, I'm like, you idiot. <laughs> oh, gosh. But just, I'm, you know, I'm watching all these Green Lanterns show up, and I'm like, oh, boy, this is going to be messy. And then, and then just Superman just hits some, like, bowling pins, like all of them. They just go flying everywhere. Well, it looked like they, when they first started, when they, they looked like they were about to defeat him, and then one woman stood in. But, like, in the, like, they had him. They had him in that little box, and it didn't look like he had a way out. But I still thought, like, well, he's going to bust out of this. Yeah, that's what I thought, too. Because, you know, Superman, if he gets pissed enough, literally no one can beat him. Literally no one can. What do you think about Lois Lane and Luthor being together? That was weird. Yeah. That was, but then, like, there was a part of me that, like, Luther was like, you know, I liked him. I was cheering for him at the end there. You know, like, all right, yeah. Superman, let's take down Brainiac, you know? There's parts <laughs> where I, like, I like this version of him. Yeah. <laughs> Only if Lex Luthor could run for president. <laughs> I'd vote for yeah, him. Yeah, <laughs> like, I was like, dang, you know? And then, obviously, Superman, the way he took out Brainiac. But it was like, he's so smart. He got Superman to do his bidding take him over to America, and then he blows up that little town in that glass, you know, in that little glass thing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and Bra- <laughs> Brainiac's, like, unacceptable response, and <laughs> they just blew up the city. <laughs> right? He's just like, no, nah, that's not how this is going. <laughs> yeah, that was a, um, yeah, it was, it was actually really good. Now that, like, we're talking about it even more, I kind of like it even more. That I think it would make my top ten. Yeah, it's definitely. And I will say this: it, like for me, that movie was better than what was my ten or nine. Just right. Dark. I mean, yeah. So <laughs> definitely. Well, and it didn't, and it didn't really have that much of a comic book vibe to it. It felt like a real movie. True. Yeah, especially the front. Like, That I, 
we lost uh well i think do we still got connection because i didn't catch any of that 